This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Alex and Scott. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. That was Alex first and Scott second. And <laughs> joining us this week is Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hey, how's it going? All right. So today we're going to be talking about From Dusk Till Dawn, the ever-popular Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez project. And uh, A lot of zombies. A lot of zombies in this movie. Are they zombies or are they vampires or are they wackos? Yeah, zombies, and they end up at the mall. Oh, we, we established last week they're, <laughs> oh, drunk, yeah, yeah. they're drunken Mexicans. Yeah, they're drunken Mexicans. Uh, wrong dong. All right, so I'm hoping we can talk about most of this movie, but seeing Ray wrong dongs, want to focus on pretty much the turning point of this movie. So I remember I saw the commercial for this when it came out, forgot about it, and then we went over to someone's house, and we you know we watched it on VHS or whatever, and. It starts out suspense movie. Uh, What's it? The Gecko Brothers kidnap his family in their Winnebago, get across the border into Mexico, go inside this crazy-looking bar. There's this Mexican band playing, and all of a sudden, smoking hot Selma Hayek comes out, starts dancing with the snake, <laughs> and you're like, okay, this is kind of weird. And then everyone turns into a vampire. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't uh, Robert Rodriguez in the band? Isn't it his band? I think I've heard that. I'm not sure that's true, but that uh, sounds familiar. I'm not sure. I think it was Russell Crowe's band. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting around the world. I think it was Russell Brand's brand. <laughs> oh, yeah. What brand was it? <laughs> the Russell Brand's brand. So no, like I don't know. I think I was not expecting that the whole time. It's pretty suspenseful up until that point, right? Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. It, it starts kidnapped. off as. There's noir, like you said, and yeah, the kidnapping, and then all of a sudden just flips genres. Yeah, like they're, they've totally kidnapped that, like, I don't know, she was a teacher or a banker. She was the bank teller, right? And they have oh, her in the Richie. car. Clooney's character leaves, and Quentin plays that character so creepy and come back and find out she's all sliced up and dead. And they get the family. You got the, the dad, the, the priest. Let me, dad. Harvey, can I tell you something? Yes. <laughs> Got Harvey Keitel, Julia Lewis, uh-huh. and some Asian boy. I don't know if that guy went on to do anything. Yeah, I think I that know. was Data's Data's son or something. <laughs> Data's son, maybe brother. That that far part. <laughs> yeah, and then it's you know it's all suspenseful. They get in there and you, it's finally starting to get a like okay they made it past the border. Clooney kind of acts like a dick to the bartender, to um, one Mister um, Danielle Trejo. Trejo. Trejo, yes. Daniel Trejo. And then just out of frickin' nowhere, yeah. And it's just the movie just flips. All right, now it's a zombie movie, and we have super soakers with holy water and condoms with <laughs> holy water. And... It's a zombie movie. <laughs> it turns into a zombie movie. Um, Tom Savini. Tom Sex Savini Machine. With the, yeah, with Sex the, Machine. Sex Machine. <laughs> with the penis gun. I want to say this. Yeah. that's the first appearance of the cock gun. I don't know. I forget if it's in the mariachi or not, but it's in the machete, the newest machete movie. Yeah, machete kills. <laughs> yeah, Rodriguez has to have it in every one of his movies now. It's probably in Spike Kids somewhere. <laughs> 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 Spike Kids. 
But yeah, that first scene when when everything goes crazy and you got the band is normal at first, and you look over, then they're all vampires and they're like the guitars turned into like body parts. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like where'd you get that? Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Where'd you get that? Where yeah, did they exactly. make the strings out of? Intestines. <laughs> High quality cat gut. Yeah. So go. I don't know. I mean, that, that's one of the few movies that I can think of where just it just changed like halfway through the movie. It just flips over. So that's what I wanted to talk about. But just the movie in general. I don't know. Like the backstory that I've heard is that Quentin Tarantino wrote it and sold it to make either Pulp Fiction or um, Reservoir Dogs. And then it was just kind of sitting on the shelf. And then finally they wanted to make it and they gave it to Robert Rodriguez. And, and then he wanted to put Quentin in it. So Quentin was like had sold it and just came back on to help and they found out they were buddies and everything and it kind of worked out like really well. I don't know, it was weird the way the story goes and how he really wasn't supposed to be involved with it after he wrote it and then he kept, he got hired to be in the movie he he wrote. Yeah. yeah he, and they've kept that relationship going between the two of them and there's been some good stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Grindhouse stuff which we talked a little bit about last week. Yeah, definitely. The leap yeah, year. Just... <laughs> leap year. <laughs> Pretty sure it... Tarantino that was he wrote that in high school let's not talk about leap year our what? fantasy <laughs> <laughs> what so I don't know what you guys think of any other scenes you want, you want to talk about that scene or any other ones but I mean like we kind of already mentioned just that Quentin Tarantino just acting like a creep with that with the lady and you know come serious come sit on the bed come mm. sit on the bed <laughs> and then like him like looking at, at Juliet Lewis and you're just like Having all, she says all this terrible. You know, it's just uh, his imagination goes wild. You're like, oh, you can't trust this guy. Yeah, creepy guy. That's why you you don't think it's gonna be like a a vampire movie if you didn't know it already, because you just yeah. think it's just two fucked up guys and one pervert of the group, and you never know where that's gonna lead. Yeah, like Clooney has a temper, and Quentin is just unstable. He's you know, he's the wild card, as Alex likes to say. <laughs> and then they he's... get to the titty twister. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> One of the best uh, stripper club names out there. And the best intro for one, too. Yeah. <laughs> the guy calling from the outside, yeah. Cheech has a good point. Cheech, yeah. Can I say, can I say that word? Pussy. <laughs> yeah. Apple pie pussy, cherry pie yeah. pussy. Smelly pussy. <laughs> if you can't find pussy at a better price, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> hey. Speaking of Cheech, I, I do like at the very end, uh, they they have the Lost Boys kind of moment where he says, "Oh yeah, I heard there was vampires down here." <laughs> like, he doesn't, like, he didn't warn him about it. Like the whole movie could have been avoided, all that trouble could have been avoided if he just said something. Yeah. And you want to be me here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, my favorite part is at the very end. Is yeah, when they they're escaping and Cheech, Cheech as the other character shows up. What were those guys? Were they wackos or something? Yeah. Wackos do not explode when sunlight is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was was that uh, was that Clooney's first big starring role? I was gonna say I think it's his first movie. Yeah, as a star. Yeah. After I mean, ER. TV. Yeah, after ER. I believe so. Saying. Hello, Freeze. I'm Batman. Oh god. Yeah. It's crazy how how big he he got. It took him a while, but. Yeah, nowadays it seems like he's just always been a huge star, but yeah, from Dust Till Dawn. And Roseanne. <laughs> Booker. Yep. Booker. Booker. God. <sighs> Booker T? 
Is he staring at his hand the whole time? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> stay on topic. <laughs> Just, I guess the whole thing about what they did add is that, like, the zombies... What, I don't even know if they're zombies or vampires, but they're very... They're uh, vampires. vampires. They're, yeah. they're vampires. Yeah. They're definitely vampires. <laughs> they're definitely, so, definitely vampires. Definitely. <laughs> they're so, like, they're mushy, right? Like, they're very soft-bodied, which never, I think, happened before with vampires in movies. So that was something they added. They do blow up like zombies. Yeah, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of cool at the end when they were just doing everything. Oh, I heard silver works, and I heard crosses work, and I heard oh. holy water works, and then they all work on them. And... The best is uh, Harvey Keitel and his little cross shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all bad through the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just like, that's my crucifix shotgun. And the dudes are, yeah, the vampires are all kind of afraid of him. It's like, mm, I don't know, he does have a cross. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, I don't think it's hurting them, but they don't want to get too close either. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it want he's got it like through a, zom- or a, a vampire or something? He's shooting through the vampire as a cross? <laughs> like making making the cross? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I, yeah. I do like that, that after they flip into the, the monster movie, that it never takes itself too seriously from that point. There is some tension, but from that point, it's just, you know, how much gore can Robert Rodriguez get on the screen as they as they try to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a fun watch. Yeah, plus, you know, Tom Savini, when he finally gets bit and he's, like, changing and he's trying to hide it, like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm growing fangs. It's like a Tom and Jerry moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, his hand gets all deformed. Yeah. He quick puts it behind his back. It's like, yeah. are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was the other guy? The big black dude, too. I don't know. What was his friend? Uh, the guy was awesome. Frost? The guy's name was Frost, I remember. Fred Earl Jones. He likes breaking the pool cue and just stabbing. Yeah. He had already been there. Like, he was yeah. hunting vampires. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, was it, didn't he tell some story about in Vietnam? That's where he first encountered him or something? Yeah. yeah of course, there was the oh, yeah. flashback. Yeah. Man, Selma Hayek's hot. I was going to say, we kind of brushed by Selma Hayek, but yeah, she was ridiculously hot in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess she was white in Desperado and stuff before this, but is that one of her first? Is she just in Robert Rodriguez movies? I, I don't know if she. I, did, I think this was. come I, before Desperado? Yeah, I think this one was first. So. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she wasn't in the first El Mariachi. That was some other woman. I don't know her name. Okay, so El Mariachi. El Mariachi came first, then Dust Till Dawn, and then... Yeah. Um, well, that's all I got. So unless you guys have anything, we can move on to our lists. Vampires are cool. Yeah. They are. Except they're shitty, glittery vampires. God damn those movies. Alex Stop. talking about the glittery vampires. There's there's definitely an oversaturation of vampires yeah, in all nowadays. TV and movies. Yeah. It's fucking needs w- a break. They're w- emo vampires now. Yeah. Pretty much. WB has two <laughs> vampire shows. Two fucking vampire shows. Vampires, which are even worse. Yeah. And they run back to back for fuck's sake. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah, I used to like True Blood, but now I don't. And it was still it was terrible for vampires, but it was lots of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I thought the first couple seasons of True Blood. I don't know if you guys ever watched. The first couple seasons were good. Yeah, and then, I saw the first three. They were in then, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think they were doing it right. I mean that was shit was going down with them as vampires. It was very much following the the horror genre. It wasn't you know, sparkly and yeah. Forlorn teenagers and that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was real. Is that show still on? Or did it finish? Yeah. It's HBO, really? so we could probably come back 10 years I think from it's. Now. I think it's done. I forgot how it ended. Huh. I don't oh. know. 
It's okay. That's how it ended. So good. Alright. Alright, Alex. So, my list just consists of just hot vampires. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you said someone Hayek, and it's like, whoa, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Selma Hayek, ridiculously hot. Um, yep. <laughs> work, our way, work our way down. Uh, Aaliyah from Queen of the Damned. She, that movie was pretty crap, but she was pretty smoking hot in that movie. R.I.P. Aaliyah. Okay. Way to overload your airplane. That oh, that that movie... Jesus, Alex. What? <laughs> that <laughs> That's that what movie had starred Stuart Townsend who was going to be the original Aragorn, who they got rid of at the last minute because he was too young. Ooh, fun fact. Yep. Uh, I thought it was getting on Peter Jackson's <laughs> nerves. That's possible, too. Hmm. Moving along. Hold on. Moving along. Hold on. Uh, Laura Hutton, who is the titular vampire in uh, Once Bitten. The vampire? Yep, vampire. <laughs> Why don't you have a drink? All right. <laughs> Yeah, Once Bitten I saw as a kid, it was one of the first, eh, not one of the first vampire movies I saw, but it was, you know, up there, and I just thought she was pretty hot for an 80s lady. Was that Jim Carrey's first starring role? (laughs) I think it was. Or was that in uh, Dirty Harry the Deadpool? (laughs) He didn't (laughs) star in that. that. (laughs) Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, had a smaller part in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was just one of the aliens. I don't think he spoke a lick of English. That. Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Goldblum, Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. It's in that movie. <laughs> dino, dino, dino droppings? Dino droppings? You are going to wash your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> Moving along to <laughs> Kate Beckinsale from Underworld. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Score. She doesn't show any skin, but man, are those outfits freaking tight? Oh yeah. There, there is, there is definitely some side boob in the second movie. As a uh, Frank, Ren- uh, yeah, as Frank Reynolds' uh, favorite hooker from Always Sunny used to say, <laughs> she wore suits that are tighter than dick skin. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> no good. But yes, she was unridic- unbelievably hot in the in those un- at least in the first unridiculously. <laughs> Damn, she was hot. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Indeed. But yeah, smoking hot. The first movie of that was really good. I love the first Underworld. The other two or three or however many came afterwards, I've seen a couple and they're not nearly as good. Yeah, it's like okay. They the second one they they still kind of had a production value or yeah they still had some production value. But the third one, it kind of goes out the window. Well, she's not even in the third one, right? Yeah, she, they might show her for a second, but yeah, she's not even the main person in that. Or she's barely in it. Did you guys see... Is that even out yet? The guy made this, who made <laughs> that made it the I Frankenstein or whatever? No, that looked terrible. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Len, Len Wiseman? Yeah. Think of yeah, the she's, future. Yeah, she's married to the director. Yeah, yeah. He made that crappy movie. Rachel. Well, the the first the first movie was actually written by the by the big uh, the big werewolf uh, that that huge black guy that has the super deep voice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, 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 wrote, he wrote the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. The, the guy's like a like a modern Dolph Lundgren. He's like a 
and chemistry, yeah. and he wrote the screenplay, and he's acting in it. And it's kind of a cool story. That's the same guy we talked about last week. White meat, dark meat, all will be served. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was at Comic-Con one time. Nerd. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that voice. And I'm like, that's that fucking guy from Underworld. I couldn't tell where it was coming from. And I walked around the corner. It was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Alex, and next. Speaking of True Blood, Deborah Ann Wall. Oh, yeah. And she finally unleashed the beast, so to speak. <laughs> Good Jessica. gravy. Yep. I was going to punch you virtually if you didn't mention Jessica. <laughs> Why wouldn't I mention her? Oh. God damn. And last, but certainly not least, from Bram Stoker's Dracula, Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah. Who is still uh, smoking I'm hot to this day. Winona Ryder. <laughs> not Winona Ryder. Oh, no. <laughs> but Mon- Bellucci's the chick that she was also in the the Matrix sequels, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. That's right. Okay. And let me jump in here on that. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. Here we go. I'd like to yeah. jump on that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And shoot him up. So, in oh, yeah, movies, you want some kind of dilemma. You want some tension for the main character, the hero. And in the second movie, Neo has to make a very tough choice. Either make out with Monica Bellucci or let the world be destroyed. Real tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some real drama right there. Mm-hmm. I guess Trinity was so making... let the world be destroyed? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I mean, I guess Trinity was making sour faces off in the corner, but but that but was just her normal face. Seriously, I mean, afterwards, Neo's got to be like, hey, "Come on, baby, I had to save the world." It's <laughs> it's it's kind of a silly moment, but yeah, mm-hmm. Monica Bellucci is super hot. Mm-hmm. Whoa, agree. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Anything else, Alex? Uh, special shout-outs to uh, Vampirella. I don't think she's an actual human, just a comic book vampire chick. Always strong, mm-hmm. skimpily clad. They actually made like a Cinemax movie of it, or some some like low-budget one where some chick's always flashing her boobs and stuff. On Cinemax? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a tour de force. Yes, you should look it up. I know that there's a cheesy movie of it. Awesome. <laughs> And one last shout-out to Kirsten Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. Mm. Nope. Wasn't she like 12? <laughs> Not in vampire years. <laughs> okay. Alex at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie, but I remember her being pretty... From my, but I remember she was young. It's like just out of Jumanji or something, right? No, I think Jumanji, <laughs> Jumanji. was after. <laughs> Jumanji was after. I think yeah. so. Yeah, much later. Oh, yeah. wow, Alex. <laughs> I said special shout-outs. I didn't say she was hot. Cheebus. But with those snaggle teeth. Yeah, she's a vampire in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> IRL. Yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Matt. Me? Let's go to your list. Yeah. All right, well, I got kind of like a combination list. I was actually trying to stick with the uh, the whole genre changing. And I don't know if I'm going to steal this one from Jeff because Jeff was the first one that showed me this movie. Um, audition. It's full of titties. <laughs> audition is definitely like a genre switching movie type where it kind of seems like a goofy comedy about like, you know, I don't know. What? what you know, like a widower. 
It huh? never felt like a goofy comedy. It seemed like a dating, you know, one of those romantic yeah, comedy they, type of things. You know, he's auditioning okay. his future wives and stuff. So it was just kind of like silly or whatever. And then he gets that fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> Rob Schneider needs a wife. So what do you yeah. do? Rob Schneider sets up an audition. Well, it wasn't, like, super serious in the beginning, you know. I don't You're know. right. I'll, I'll give it to you. I wouldn't call it a goofy comedy. But, yeah, it definitely felt like maybe a romantic or something, yeah. I, I imagine it would be more of a twist if we didn't see it on that stupid uh, AMC's, uh, whatever the hell that was, the horror movie countdown. Uh-huh. But it definitely takes a pretty effed up twist. I don't remember what all she has that guy do. I know he has to eat vomit or some shit. and. <laughs> That's why why my copy is still in its original wrapper. (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty effed up movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a good friend. I bought Alex a copy of Audition and he won't even Uh, know. It's pretty effed up. I'll I'll watch it before I die, but not. I don't want that to be the last thing that I watch before I die. You know what's going to happen is is your boy is going to find it one of these days and he's going to watch it before (laughs) you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna go. Dad, this movie's great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a gateway movie. After that, it's gonna be The Exorcist, and then Rosemary's Baby. Oh, it's all your favorites, Alex. Don't, yeah. f- don't even fucking get me started. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it basically turns into like a torture movie. So that that's you know what sticking with the theme. I thought that fit in there. Yeah, that's a good call. I didn't even I didn't even think about that one. So yeah, I thought for sure you'd figure that you would uh, be thinking of that one. No, it's a good one. Good job. Yeah. And then the only other one I could I was like trying to think of other movies like it's it's still a horror movie, but Cabin in the Woods. And it's pretty it's a pretty weird movie, but at the end the whole ending. If you guys seen that, everybody seen it. I haven't seen I'm, it yet. I'm taking off my headsets. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I hate Alex. Scott so much. No, mm-hmm. anyway, the whole uh, ending with the uh, what you call it, the demons and the, the hell and all that shit. Anyways, everybody take off their headsets, so I'll skip that one. <laughs> no, I'm still here. No, talk about it. It's a good oh, okay. We do a goddamn movie podcast, and the guy can't even fucking watch a movie from three years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Kevin happy, Woods, happy Easter, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a Facebook to throw at him. <laughs> Oh, man. I hate you, Alex. <laughs> you should hate me more than you hate Alex right now. <laughs> I think I heard something about him being a piece of shit. I couldn't hear. <laughs> it's a good guess. I didn't see I, the I end coming where it was going down that route. I thought it was something just sadistic people like setting up the whole cabin with the cameras and stuff. I didn't realize that that was the uh, alternate yeah. agenda, you know? So anyway. Another good one. Another good one. Yeah. So after that, I just go, you know, the Dawn of the Dead, because it has Dawn in the title. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you have Red Dawn, too, then? No. Uh, that. Just because it's so fucking awesome. Jeff mentioned it by accident, so. It's one of the few awesome, uh, you know, remakes to overtake the original. So then, you know. I don't you know. Think for- it, oh, wait, you think it overtakes the original? Oh yeah. Oof. I haven't seen the original. Yeah, I've tried to watch, I the watch it. It's Oof. it's tough watch. As, as far as remakes go, I mean they, they kinda hit that one out of the park though, either way. They did. 
Yeah, it's a great remake. I just don't know if it overtakes it. And hey, by the way, Tom Savini's in that movie too. Yes, he is. That's right. He's <laughs> one burning all the zombies, right? The cop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he did all the special effects for it too. Yeah. Anywho, that was. I went off on a remake tangent, but that was basically my list. It was hard to find a genre changing movies. Yep. All right, I understand. Yeah, I only came up with actually one good one, so mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Scott. Let's hear your list. Okay, so I'm going off of my favorite movies that took place in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. Is it the Mexican? <laughs> Damn it. That's not on my list. Oh. Uh, the, so we're talking about Robert Rodriguez. So we'll start with the El Mariachi trilogy. Uh, the first one. It's in deepest Mexico, Mexico, and if and I know everybody's seen Desperado, probably, mm-hmm. but I, I think the first one's worth checking out. Well, Desperado's kind of a remake of it, kind of how Sam Raimi did Evil Dead Two, yeah, to kind of do the things he really wanted to do with the first movie. That's what Robert Rodriguez did with Desperado, but that just as a regular action movie, it's a lot of fun. You get Sam Hayek back, uh, you get. A villain that's more villainous. <laughs> the one guy that always plays the evil South American. Oh yeah, that guy. I, I can't remember <laughs> yeah, his name. Exactly. Yeah, Mo Moco. No, the way Moco was the first. Bucho was the second movie. Yeah, Moco was the first movie. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that booger? Yeah, it means booger. <laughs> yeah, not not the most terrifying name for for a villain. Bucho. You talking about Bucho? No, Moco. Moco, okay, from that's the, from El Mariachi. Desperado, yeah. Yeah, in, in Desperado, yeah, it's Bucho, and you get, you get a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, Moco Trejo, beware. Trejo with the knives. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Oh, that was awesome. He just yeah. unloads. He just starts throwing knives at the open canopy on the uh, limousine. Yeah. limousine. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And then I love that they parodied that in Machete Kills in the trailer. He does the same oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. So Rod- Rodriguez does a lot of his... Uh, fun action stuff in that or stuff that he they're kind of his trademarks mm-hmm. so the, the very first well not the first scene but when the mariachi walks into the bar and I, I forget the name of the town they're in but he has the case so everybody freaks out that they, they think he's the guy and it opens up it's just the fake guitar and everybody relaxes then oh, the rest yeah. accidentally opens up and there's all his guns and, yeah he's like <gasps> and, and Antonio Banderas is at his most Banderas is this and you just hold up the finger we don't have to do this and then he starts, you know, the epic gunfight. And he's like, oh, not yet. And he does one of my favorite things to ever happen in a movie when he, he flicks the guns as he's shooting them with his wrist, as well, if he's making the, the bullets come out even faster that way. It gives him plus two to damage every time <laughs> yeah. he does that. It's so ridiculous. He's got to awesome. time the button press perfectly to get critical hits. And the the fight goes on. And, and it comes down. <laughs> and, oh, the... the before that, uh, Quentin Tarantino shows up again. Oh, in the bar with that joke yeah. about the yeah. pissing in the cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shortly before he gets his face blown in. Yeah. Yeah, the, the big gunfight, and it comes down to just like the one, the head henchman that's at the bar, and Antonio Banderas, and they start picking up guns and shooting each other, but they're out of bullets. And finally, Antonio just reaches over and snaps his neck, and as he's snapping his neck, he says, "Fuck ya." <laughs> That was they pick up like a lot of guns. <laughs> they yeah, click they before before he finally's like, "All right, I'm fed up with this shit." Yeah. 
because they were like right next to each other the whole time too. <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. And then then the third movie, which wasn't as good, but it had some great moments from Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp's oh yeah, the undercover CIA agent. At one point, he's actually wearing a shirt that says CIA on it. His T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he has the the great gag where he has the the fake arm and yeah. Yeah, we sit at the table and he's yeah he's got his arm under the table, but his arm both arms are on the table. He was and great then, in that movie. And then <laughs> yeah. at, then at one point, Antonio calls in the other mariachis again, and one of them is Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> yeah, it's is it that it out? Is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And they're all doing cool stuff, like shooting rockets out of their guitar cases. And... Well, I never saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I still haven't seen uh, it. Haven't seen it? Uh. No, I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah, That's but it. in the in the second movie, he calls in his buddy mariachis, Kino and Campas, and one of yeah. them is the original mariachi from right. the first movie. Which is funny, because he's just kind of this doughy, <laughs> run-of-the-mill-looking guy. I think he's the dude that like does the splits and he fires a rocket out of his... Guitar case. This I thought that was so the third freaking one. cool. Yeah. Some some couple of great westerns. Fistful of Dynamite, also known, which which was renamed from Duck You Sucker, with <laughs> James Coburn and Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger playing a Mexican. <laughs> I I recommend this one if for no other reason than again to see Rod Steiger. Hollywood has always had. You know, <laughs> it's still. I don't think they've still quite figured out Mexicans yet, uh, <laughs> or or Japanese people, or or anybody of Asian descent. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's it's fun though. It kind of falls in the in the vein of a Sergio Sergio Leone meets like Butch and Sundance. Um, so it's it's like three hours long. So it's like too long, but it's it's still a good one. And then of course the Magnificent Seven. Or again, Eli Wallach from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly gets to play a Mexican again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the least Mexican dude ever. Uh, Man on Fire, um, the the original and the remake. Uh, the remake was Tony Scott, uh, following up from our Top Gun discussion. R.I.P. Yep. Uh, but that's a fun one if nobody's seen that. Denzel Washington, Christopher Walken. Uh, it's about Mexican corruption and Denzel Washington killing a bunch of people in the heart of Mexico. Uh, La Armandad, Armandad, I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, the corrupt police force. A lot of fun. Kill Bill Volume 2. Uh, it's been a couple, couple episodes since I talked about Kill Bill. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 oh, final, man. the final Bill. act. Where's Bill? Bill. And that's the same actor that plays the sheriff. Yeah, and he's also in From Dust Till Dawn, also. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Planet Terror. Sure. Yeah, he's Actually, in all the, of He plays the same character, except for the, me- the guy in Mexico, but the sheriff guy is the same ex- actual character. Yeah, that's kind of cool. In every movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in From Dust Till Dawn, Kill Bill, and um, the Grindhouse movies. I forgot the name of his character, but it's Michael Parks is the actor. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, so, yeah the, the, the final oh, act. Was uh, he Darth Maul? What? That's no, Ray Parks. Oh. oh, gotcha. I was missing the connection. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't Jimmy Fox win the Academy Award for playing Ray Parks? <laughs> Did they uh, uh, Didn't Ray Parker Jr. sing the Ghostbusters song? <laughs> <laughs> we just inadvertently did a crossover moment without even knowing. <laughs> crossover moment. Who's your favorite Park? <laughs> Parker Lewis can't lose. So, 
Kill Bill Volume <laughs> 2, the, the, the final act, also known as Face to Face. She drives down to Mexico. She stops at the brothel and meets the, the super weird uh, pimp that runs the place and the Acuna boys in Acuna, Mexico. And then she, she meets up with them and they have the, the final duel. You'll see a lot of Mexico there, but, you know, whatever. It took, it took place in Mexico, so it's on my list. <laughs> and then finally, uh, not a movie, but one of my favorite episodes of South Park. When they, the, the Arriba, kids are, abajo, orgullo. <laughs> the, the kids are playing, you know, instead of cowboys and Indians, they're playing Border Patrol and Mexicans. <laughs> and, uh, I, f- I forget exactly how it happens, but Butters winds up becoming like an illegal immigrant, and he becomes like the messiah for the Mexican people, and they call him Mantaquilla. And he just goes down there, and he basically gives the entire population of Mexican Americans hope. And they spoof. <laughs> there's a there's a little nod to Life of Brian in there too. In that episode where he he wakes up like he doesn't know where he is, and he wakes up naked, and then he goes over to the window, and all of the Mexican people in the town are right there, and they cheer him on. <laughs> that was awesome. And then every time he raises his arms, like the Mexican people start chanting out his name. Ooh. Yeah, at the very end, <laughs> he's like, well, Butters, you make a great Mexican, but I don't know if you'd make a great, you know, leader of the Mexican people. <laughs> and he just stands up in Colorado, he stands up in his chair, and he starts raising his hands, and off in the distance, you just hear, Because <laughs> all of the nation of Mexico knows <laughs> that yeah, so Butters love- is calling for him. I oh my Butters. gosh. I love South Park. I think that might be my favorite episode, too. So that's that's a good one. But I'm I'm a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> not not the not the episode where they they hire the the guys from Home Depot to like do everything. That was my second favorite episode. That was my favorite episode up until I saw Mantequilla. <laughs> I like the Lord of the Rings episode. That one's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that one's good too. What are you guys playing? Harry Potter? Fags. <laughs> okay, so that is my list. Jeff, want to finish it off? All right, yeah, so... Want to finish her off? Yeah. <laughs> Fight Club. Beer break. All right, beer break. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> the hell? Nobody knows but Jesus. And we're back. So, um, for my list, I did, um, I stood on topics, since I guess it was my topic. Stay on topic. For me to leave. Um, so, movies where it kind of changes halfway through, and you're like, what the hell? This one, it kind of goes back and forth. I just have, it's an honorable mention, is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. When, when they're on that boat, and it turns into a horror movie for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was out of left field. (laughs) That was, it's. Pure seventies magic. That was a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's like Candyland, and the next thing you know, what the hell's going on? So, honorable mention. Um, the next one is me just being stupid and a very unread individual. <laughs> so, I Netflixed The Count of Monte Cristo, thinking it was about a vampire. Because. <laughs> All vampires are counts, right? Like Count Dracula. <laughs> and I One, swear to God, uh, 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 two. Count of Chocula. Uh, uh, uh. 
Someone spit my beer. I swear <laughs> to God, I thought it was about dry, like a, a vampire of some kind. And, you know, like 30 minutes in, 40 minutes in, like, nope. And then when he's in the prison and uh, what's his face? The old man starts coming up through the floor. I'm oh, like, oh, good. there it is. Here comes the vampire. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just, just Richard Harris. <laughs> maybe, maybe Luis Guzman's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, God, that guy. But you know what? I never would have watched that movie if, if I thought it was, if I knew what it was. That makes any sense. But I love it. It's one of my favorite movies now. So what? Why would they make a vampire movie about a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I could go for one of those right about now. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh, uh, yeah. Muy bueno. Yeah. It is. So that's my embarrassing, uh, you know, story <laughs> where it, the movie didn't change at all. It was just my expectations of what the movie was. And then I was like, what the frick? All right. And then the only real one I have on here is um, The Abyss, where that movie is an underwater, suspense, claustrophobic movie. There's this crazy alien, uh, not crazy alien, um, Military guys, you know, Michael Bean, which we talked about, he's going crazy and all this stuff. And then the last 40 minutes, it's aliens and, I don't know, it turns into E.T. in the last, like, 40 minutes of the movie. So that's <laughs> – I don't know if you, what you guys remember from that movie, but yeah, the, or your the, expectations. The whole, yeah, the the whole last sequence when he was going down. And he's, so you've seen the, the CGI alien, which was pretty cool at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It still kind of holds up. But then, yeah – they that have, have somebody go down in the suit to disarm the nuke with like so it becomes am- him amniotic fluid yeah so that it's that's it's very suspenseful yeah very suspenseful like you're talking about just him in that suit and he starts to lose motor function like they say he's going to and he gets down there and he can barely see uh it's 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 a great scene yeah he disarms the nuke and he's just waiting there to die at that point right spoilers and right the- and then the, and, yeah, okay. There's a, as Kramer would say, there's a statue of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's statute. No, no. <laughs> no. Yes, it's a concrete statue of limitations. All right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it just totally, and then, yeah, he's just sitting in there and there, I don't know, turns into a love story why the reason they saved him was because of love and whatever, but. I love that movie, but that was one of the ones, the only ones I could really think of where it just totally flipped like that. And uh, I'm glad that Matt mentioned Audition and uh, C- Cabin Fever, or what was Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, yeah. Cabin so, Fever, that's something else. That um, was a great movie, though. All right, that's my list. So um, before, if anyone else doesn't have anything to say, we'll move on to the next topic. All right, it's yeah. time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I got nothing this week. Alex, you got anything? Yep. I got a tidbit. All uh, right. What kind of tidbit? Ooh. Oh, it's juicy. Uh, Amazon just recently revealed that they're going to have a uh, Amazon Fire TV, their own streaming service. Oh, I saw that. With uh, movies, television, and video games, which is why Amazon, breaking news here, folks, maybe, hopefully, probably not, uh, they bought um, Double Helix Studios. Oh, really? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. They did the latest Killer Instinct? Mm-hmm. On the Xbox One? Oh. I don't think I played that one. That's Je- the most recent thing. 
but yeah, so they're all uh, Amazon's geared up to pretty much stream games, make their own games, and uh, movie and television. So they already have Prime for streaming. So is it just added on to that, or? Right. That's that was going to be my question. Like, are you getting any extra TV and movies? Um, I think so. <laughs> I I just there was just a sn- short snippet that they announced it like just recently. I'm looking at it right now. But yeah, I guess you can download it straight. You can stream it. Uh, it comes with a. It's it's like this little. <laughs> box that's almost the size of a controller and that's the thing that you hook up to your television it's it looks almost like a big chunky cell phone and uh, it comes with its own remote remote but you can buy a gamepad for like 40 bucks yeah i was, was reading today that they also hired uh, a couple of big wigs from various video game companies to to go work for. i don't know if necessarily with double helix but to work on something so that, that must be a uh, Amazon's ultimate plan for the gaming is to publish some of their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, no, that's my news. I thought that was pretty right. big. Matt, you got anything? Uh, I just heard today that Letterman is announcing that he's retiring. But oh, I heard that too. Really? Yeah. yeah. So in 2015 will be his last How Do You Do. I think he announces huh. it actually tonight. Hee hee hee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched him in a super long time because I'm too how, old for uh, shit. How, how long has he been doing that now? Jeez, I have no idea. I mean, not not just the Late Show, but the Late Show plus the Late Late yeah. Show, whatever he was doing before that. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, he was doing the Late Show. He uh, Conan O'Brien took over for him. Yeah, the Late Night Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that. He's been around, I mean, as long as I can remember. So, he, yeah, he was following Carson, so yeah, <laughs> however long that's been. I was watching him before, you know, Conan was around, so... Yeah. And then Conan came around, and I thought, you know, okay, I'm sticking with Conan. Team Coco. Team oh, this, is a good, this is a good uh, crossover moment. Who was your favorite late-night talk show host growing up as a kid? Or mm. all-time. It doesn't have to be as a kid, I guess, but... Is it Conan? You guys mentioned Conan. Is it Letterman? Is it Carson? Leno? I mean, Arsenio in my, Hall? In, in my formative, whatever you want to call them, years... Uh, and it, it would probably be Conan. Uh, I still remember the first time I saw the masturbating bear. Yeah. Like, oh God. I I was laughing about that for about a week. As a. And the pimp pot. I will cut you. Yeah. And triumph. Oh, those Triumph skits are the best. The one oh, about Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And... Which oh, one of these was... buttons calls your mother? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah. pick you up. Yeah. Oh, man. Bon Jovi. Oh, Le- oh they have an all Triumph special on Netflix, and Leah had never seen them, so I played them for her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I have that DVD. It's like uh, all just Triumph skits from Conan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the years that he got kicked out of the Westminster Dog Show. Yeah, it's both of them Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> yeah. He's like sniffing dog's asses and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that one, he has like a big hot dog and he hands it to the one. This is where I make my move. And then he jumps to the back of her. <laughs> Humping her. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, I think I was Conan guy. So, I mean, I before Conan, it was Letterman for me. I got to say, I think the first late show that I ever saw was Arsenio Hall. <laughs> and I watched that. I watched that with my dad, so that's got to be my favorite one. Mm. 
Yeah, I remember watching. I would watch Arsenio and then switch to Letterman when it was over. So I was kind of the same thing. I didn't watch Carson, and there was no Channel Two version, right? There was no in. Sorry, Channel Two, uh, CBS. Yeah, so it was Arsenio yeah. and then Letterman, and then I remember I used to stay up super late, and then there'd be something on after that that would always change. <laughs> yeah, and then they would like replay <laughs> Letterman and uh, yeah. Do you think they would throw the news again in between there, like the 11 o'clock news, and then play something else after that? (laughs) Who's the dude that used to do, uh, before uh, Craig Kilborn and the Scottish dude, the the Late Late Show? Carson Daly? No, before. Oh, um, Tom Ferguson? No, before him, but he was like some old dude, and I thought, it's like, oh, just because of that guy, I'm like, this show's got to be like a little bit boring, and that's (laughs) that's when I fell asleep, because I didn't want to watch the Late Late Show. I don't know who that was then. Close second for me would have been Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Oh my gosh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually cut that a couple times. Oh, Space Coast was so freaking good. Mm, good one. It was even funnier because I used to watch those cartoons when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the same three animations that you just cycled through. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving along. Uh, moving along. Yeah. Anything else? Stay on topic. I saw a trailer for... A new Ninja Turtles movie the other day. Oh, Come on, really, Michael that Bay? Michael Bay. Terrible. Oh jeez. Okay, it looked well, bad, but it didn't look any worse than the crap the ones that we had when we were kids. Yeah, I know, but they were already crap. Why are you re- remaking crap? I know. <laughs> I'm not saying they look right. good. I, but I think I think better. the I think the animatronic faces with the the costumes look better than the CGI yeah. they were showing on screen. Yeah, and they had like nostrils really? and shit too. It was weird looking. They had some good puppetry going on in the, the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Megan Fox, even though she's super hot, they didn't give her red hair. So I yeah. call bullshit on the whole deal. Yeah, she's not yeah. April O'Neil. No. <laughs> she doesn't have a yellow ju- jumpsuit either. Oh, yeah, that's true. What the shit? I'm sure there'll be a point in the movie where she's in one. Yeah, they throw it in. Oh, look at it, I'm wearing it. <laughs> Hopefully they, you see her coming out of it. Yeah. Whoa! I'm only... Two other things. One's a little thing because I just saw it. it. Like you were asking about True Blood. This is the final season, but I don't watch it, so I don't care. <laughs> so, oh, so there is one more season coming. Yeah, up. it says the final season's coming up. Oh, but okay. anyway, my the other thing I was going to talk about is uh, Game of Thrones is coming back on Sunday. Oh man! Yeah, one wiener next to another is done. We have something to tide us over, except it's probably going to end. Sorry, then, uh, sorry, Matt. Walking Dead ties us over until Game of Thrones. You got yeah, I know. Worse. Well, whatever. I like them both. <laughs> <Can't wait>. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they're they're both really Sunday. red. Huh? Sunday cannot come soon enough. I know. I hope Joffrey fucking dies in the first oh, episode. I'm I fuck. All right. Cool. Scott? Okay, just a couple quick things. Uh, there was a story... This week about uh, filming of the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron in South Korea. They were filming near this bridge and they had to halt production for a day because they found a dead body under there. Uh, so not not to get not to be too callous, but I bring it up more just because Avengers 2 is filming. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's that much closer to happening. Mm-hmm. May 2015. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, so really I have a question. To see how they can uh, keep the magic going on that? Where were mm-hmm. the Avengers during all this? They couldn't have saved that poor person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It can't be everywhere at once, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. shit. Okay. <laughs> Superman could. That's no, true. he would destroy their whole city. That's true. Yeah. He would save that one person. He would destroy yeah. it. And he would have taken out the bridge. <laughs> yes. And everybody on it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Scott. Yes. So, yeah, I can't wait for the Avengers 2. Uh, my other bit of news uh, was, was not news, but a review. Uh, I saw Anchorman 2. I missed it in the theater, but I saw it at home. Yeah, uh, it came out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Uh, that didn't have that same level of, you know, again, magic that the first one did. But yeah. it's still pretty funny. Spoilers. There's some other news teams that make an appearance in the movie. And oh, that was, yeah. And that was the, the high point for me. But yeah, it's it's still funny if, if anybody missed it and you like the first one. I still recommend the second one. Did you watch the unrated version? Because I just watched like the regular one, and I was just like, you, eh. you know, I I don't know. There was a lot of f bombs. So oh, then you watched the unrated one then. So yeah, I must have watched the unrated watched. bombs. Yeah, yeah. Anchorman two yeah. is out. Watch it, people. If you like the first one. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's it for me. All right. Sounds good. Um. So that's it for this episode. But before we leave. Topic for next week, I believe, Scott, it is your turn. All right, so we're finally going to be doing Indiana Jones. In this case, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, particularly the final act when he has to make his way through the temple, uh, avoid the booby traps, save his father. The penitent man will pass. Beat the knot. Beat the knot. Penitent man. Beat the knot. Penitent man. Your spirit will God. Penitent man. Jehovah Spell and I. Penitent. Penitent man. So, we're going to be talking about that next week. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Um, thanks for joining us this week, Matt. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Matt. All you right. Did. And uh, see you all next week. Good boy. Boy. Oh, yeah. How about He-Man and heroes that have to transform? What? <laughs> you know, like He-Man. Oh, he's He-Man, but he's also Prince Eternia, and nobody right. can see him transform. Right. So, so there's He-Man, and there's... There's Superman. No. He doesn't have the chance. He doesn't transform. He doesn't transform. He transforms. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. No, he changes clothes. He just oh changes clothes. Oh, my God, clothes. Jeff. And he's, he's transforming. Well, by that logic, He-Man no, 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 no. and He-Man. Adam Eternia are He-Man also... he literally transforms. No, he just changes his clothes no, with magic. No, he doesn't. He literally transforms. Like, he needs to call on the power to do what he does. Oh, my gosh. No, he doesn't. Yes. Have you seen their basic shapes? It's then the same shape. The, why does he hold the sword up and go, I have the power? To change my clothes. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the Hulk. Okay, the yeah. Hulk transforms, yeah. yeah There's the Hulk. Uh, How about Optimus Prime? <laughs> well, he does transform. <laughs> Literally.